The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so this is the last Rambam B'Kiyosh here uh, that I know of until Sukkot. And so we're going to uh, try to answer the question that we raised uh, last week. Okay, uh, I assume you did not hear. Okay, so the question, there's different ways to ask the question, uh, but the way we asked it this year is that the Rambam starts off in uh, Tshuva. Uh, let me go here. In Tshuva by saying that all the mitzvahs of the Torah whether I say or los I say, if you transgress one of them, then when you do tshuva, you return from your chayt, then you're chayat to do vidui, right? And the implication, even though he says it's a mitzvah to do vidui, the implication is that tshuva is relevant for all mitzvahs, okay? All of taryag, okay? But then in Perak Shavi'i, in Halakha Gimel, he says, don't say that tshuva is only from averos that have an action, like znus, gezel, and geneva, just like a person needs to do tshuva from those, so too he needs to uh, uh, analyze his bad deos that he has and to do tshuva from them, from anger, from uh, hatred, from jealousy, from competition, from you know fooling around, from chasing after um, money, from chasing after kavod, from chasing after uh, 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 you know other food, you know foods and stuff like that. From all these things, he needs to do tshuva, and then he says these avonos are harsher than the ones that involve action, because when you're sunken in these, it's difficult to separate. And that's why it says, So our question was kind of twofold. One is, wouldn't you already know? Okay, well, sorry, back up. One of the questions stems from the fact that there is a mitzvah in Tariyag called the Halakha Bidrachav, and that mitzvah is to get good midos and to get rid of bad midos, or deos, I mean, right? So uh, just like God is called Rachum, so too you should be Rachum, et cetera, et cetera, and you should get rid of your extreme deos and then go in the middle path. So that's one of taryag. So one question is, since you have to do tshuva on all taryag, and since bad deos is a violation of one of taryag, then shouldn't, wouldn't you already know that you have to do tshuva from them? And then the second question is, practically speaking, what is the difference between being makayim the mitzvah of halacha bedrachav and being makayim this category of tshuva, of tshuva from deos raos? Okay. So you had an answer last time. Yeah. Um, where I said halachim bedrachav is like a <clears throat> is a like a positive yeah. thing, and to do teshuva you need to like first shed a negative and then you can move into the positive. Right, and I think we also said last time that a person could ostensibly do um, to do halachim uh, bedrachav without tshuva, right? So, like, let's say for example, you are really, really, uh, you know, let's say you can't control your eating. Right. And then you say, oh, well, that's uh, I, I want to go on a diet. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go on a diet that doesn't necessarily involve chuva and like, you know, going through the whole process of like seeing what the bad causes of the other thing were. You know, uh, you just hear that you want to do this. So so you, you could do one without the other. Yeah, okay, so that was the approach yeah. we took last week. OK, so uh, Isaac, do you have an approach or. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I do. OK, um, go ahead or at least part of an approach. Sure. I think I think the reason he needs to specify this is that it's not clear when you're being when when you're you know being vatel you know, the mitzvah of okay. like you would say, you know, oh maybe I'm like like oh maybe I'm a little bit more to one side than the other, mm-hmm. you know. But you like like a, like a person wouldn't like it's hard to realize this is an actual like violation of, of this commandment you know yeah yeah um, okay 
So, so what question are you answering with that? That's definitely a good observation. <clears throat> That's entering why he needs to specify this. Okay. Right. What do you say about that? It's difficult to know when you violate this one. Because the problem, just not the problem, just to, to expand the question here, is uh, this is, I mean, okay. Here, here's a question, okay? When he first starts off, he says, don't say that there's only two from a virus that have an action, right? Then he says, just like you need to do chuva on those, you need to do chuva on your bad deos. Does that encompass, I mean, aren't there other virus that don't have an action? I mean, there's other virus that are like, you know, a law of shame, but Misa, right? Because, because it's like not substantive. Like actually the, the thing that you did is not substantive. Right. But here, this is something where it's just your state of being. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that is, uh, so what I mentioned last time when Khan gave his answer, that the answer that we heard from Rebbe was similar. Uh, it, what Isaac's saying now is also similar to what Rebbe said in a different way, which is that um, your uh, tshuva has to do with changing the gavra himself uh, and undoing flaws in him, as opposed to like with, with, with these other averos, it's actions that you do that are violations of the system. Here, it is a unique situation in which having these bad deos is, uh, is you know, it happens to be a violation of the system, but also it is a distancing you from God, you know, and, and Shuva involves correcting that. Yeah. David? Don't know what to make of this. Yeah. There is also the fact that, say, when you were in a state of not having done Amira and then you've done Amira, yeah. versus this has been a character that you've been living with your whole life. Mm-hmm. As far as being shoved from something, yeah. returning from it, I think there is what to say of like returning when I wasn't in a state of Amira, now I'm in a state of Amira, now going back to not being in a state of Amira. Okay. When this was constantly what it was the whole time, it is a little weird to say returning because there's no like what you have gone back. Okay. So I, I, I'll give this, give over this shot, which um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's a shot or a drush, uh, but there's a question that Rabbi Zucker uh, raised on an, uh, okay. There's certain resources that just like are lost to time slash like on DVDs in my closet. <laughs> Rabbi Zucker for a while was the head of education at the OU Okay, and he did a crash course in like Q and A's for NTSY advisors, where he gave like ten to fifteen minutes shirim on like all the fundamental areas that that like uh, NTSY, uh, you know, like like NTSY, you know, what are teenagers like asked, you know. So I remember this from watching those DVDs. We should uh, put them on YouTube, but uh, uh, I gotta ask his permission. So he pointed out that you asked the average Jew, "What does tshuva, the word tshuva, literally mean?" Return, right? So what are you returning to? Oh, I was thinking like God or like the, 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 the path. Okay, right. So either it's going to be God, and we have the lot of that say, you know, or it's returning to the good, the good path, right? But if you look through Tanakh, you'll find instances where Teshuva is used um, in the opposite way which is the shavtem me'achare Hashem. You have returned away from God or v'shavtem to avodazara. So the question now is like, what is the sense of return then, you know? So the answer he gave is he drew a diagram, which uh, when I was trying to do this with a student, I was tutoring, I tried drawing on the on the Zoom whiteboard and it just was way too labor intensive. So I'm just going to go like this, okay? Picture. Oh, that's true. 
Let's use the not expo black marker. Let's use the what? The not expo black marker or the red one. The not expo black marker. We're trying to raise this? Yeah. Okay. Um, not expo black marker. That so, one. like, I shouldn't. But you should use that one. You should use the quartet one? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, most people have a thing. I don't know if you can. Oh, not quite. Okay. Uh, it's gonna, is it reverse? I can't. I don't even know. Okay. So, most people conceive of tshuva like this. You start with the ra, and then you go to the tov, okay. right? But then once you see from Tanakh that it can go the other way, then you can't use that model anymore. So the idea that Rabbi Zucker gave is you have bechira, and tshuva is either a return, or sorry, is either a return from the ra uh, to a point of bechira, and then using your bechira to be built on the tov, or starting from the tov and then going back to Bahira and then being Boka Bara. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay. So um so to Bahira, yeah, which is why, um not symbolically, but why the middle of Hilkos Shuva is Bahira, not because it's in the middle, but like <laughs> but because it's 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 central, not symbolically, to <laughs> to uh to the process of, of Shuva, you know, and uh and why did I bring this up? Because what did you say? I was working with Shav being the return. Oh, right. Oh right. So you're saying that if you've already you were saying that if you already had this bad day your whole life, then it's weird to use the term tshuva for correcting it. Yes. Right. And I'm I'm trying to show how that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Um, but here's here's so I'll give you my approach to this uh, question here. Um, so what is the difference? So I'm not gonna answer the question of wouldn't you already know that you have to get rid of your bad deos from the fact that Bahalakta Bidrakov is a mitzvah? I'm going to answer the question of what is the difference between Bahalakta Bidrakov and Shuva on bad deos? Okay. So the difference is lies in what Bahalakta Bidrakov is. Okay. What is, I mean, the mitzvah, practically speaking, Bahalakta Bidrakov is to get good mitos, right? But what's like the, the I guess, the uh, tom or the objective of that mitzvah? Yeah, the Bidrachav is this mitzvah to uh, just as God is called merciful, so too you should be merciful, just as he's called gracious, you know, etc. You should emulate all of his uh, his attributes, quote unquote, right? So the question is, what is the um, what's the purpose of that mitzvah? And if you think about it, it's a little weird. Why does the Torah say? Why doesn't the Torah just have a mitzvah of like vasisa tov vahiyashar right? Just do good stuff. Why does it put it in terms of emulating God? Yeah, uh, into not operate, not working and living in your framework, but working in what you would call God's framework. Yeah, and then from there you can have the greater knowledge of things outside of yourself. Okay, good. That's that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah, I was going to say something similar. Like with your framework, it's all it's subjective. Uh huh. Correct. A lot of that from yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. So so the the purpose is that, uh, and the realm says this at the end of let me put my mock store. Uh, Cheat sheet for those. Oh, for those who listened to my Yoga Momidos Harakamim Shir, uh, which you should definitely do before Yom HaKippur. I'm telling you, like, if there's one thing you listen to, if all the Torah I've ever given in this yeshiva, listen to that before Yom HaKippurim because it will make your Yoga Momidos like your, 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 your Kapara, you know, will be uh, enhanced on that, whatever Kapara is. Hopefully, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, but the Ramam ends off by saying, uh, and so once you listen to it, I can print you out the cheat sheet, but I'm not going to give you a cheat sheet unless you listen to the share, because <laughs> that would be cheating. Um, in the very end of the morning of Bukhim, he says, thus the prophet, the prophet thus in conclusion says, 
for in these is my desire, the word of Hashem, i.e. Oh, so this is, again, this is my, the, the Pasuk. Let me show you the Pasuk. Yeah, this is, I know I quote this Pasuk a lot. Tupsukim. Yirmiyahu 9.22. Got to get t-shirts made. Uh, Yirmiyahu 9. Uh, then you can go into the bathroom. What? Okay. Komar Hashem. Right? This is the only thing you could praise yourself for. Comprehending and knowing me, because I am Hashem, who does kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. Because in these is my desire, says Hashem. So the Ramam at the end of the morning of says, uh, and I quoted this on my Sunday share, my object in saying this, is that you shall practice chesed mishpat and tzedakah on earth. In the similar manner we have shown in 154, which I brought together, which you don't have time to read, uh, that the purpose of the enumeration of God's 13 attributes is the lesson that we should acquire similar attributes and act accordingly. The object of the above passage is therefore to declare that the perfection in which man can truly glory is attained by him when he has acquired, as far as this is possible for man, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his hashgacha, and the manner of the manner in which it influences his creatures in their production and continued existence. Having acquired this knowledge, he will then be determined always to seek chesed and Mishpat and Tzedakah, and thus to imitate the ways of God. Okay, so the Halakha Bidrachav is essentially, when you pursue Yediyas Hashem, see how he operates and conducts the universe, and you become a vehicle of implementing that in areas where, where it is lacking, you know, because you have free will and you have an intellect and you can apprehend that. So it's way beyond tshuva. Okay, this is, it's, it's, this is a similar move to what you're making, but I'm explaining it based on the contents of the mitzvah, you know, that tshuva is correcting flaws, okay, and perfecting yourself and removing distortions. But deus goes way beyond that, which is emulating God and is the ultimate result of your knowledge of God, you know, that you should be seeking knowledge of God in a way that leads you to emulate his, his, his actions. And so the, the, you can look at it as a Venn diagram that if you do the process of tshuva, that's going to correct certain deos and give you good deos, which will be in line with the mitzvah of halakhta bedrachav. Or if you do the halakhta bedrachav, that's going to involve correcting certain bad mitos. But the halakhta bedrachav takes you further into being like the perfected human being of like fully, like in other words, fully striving to implement God's will through your actions and through who you become, becoming an instrument of the Ratzon Hashem, you know, in the world. So it's a different, the, the nature of the process is different, even though there's overlap with, uh, with Hilchus Deus. And this was my shot. There was a question that was raised of why did, I forgot if I raised this earlier in this year, why does the Ramam invent this word Deus? Okay, because what, what, what's the normal term that normal people use for well, mitos, right? And mitos means measures, right? So when we went through, I didn't listen to this year yet, but when we went through this in 2021 um, in April, the question, we, we had this question, why does the Ramam call them deos? And we had two theories. Okay, one theory was he's that the Ramam is acknowledging like the cognitive behavioral dimension of deos, that bad like character traits stem from a distorted way of viewing reality. So like, let's say you have this characteristic of like, you know, um, greed or whatever, or covetousness, you know, there it's stemming. It's not just a psychological thing. It is stemming from this irrational premise that I am more deserving of the goods of this world than you are, you know, uh, or like you are somehow like less than me, you know, or let's say anger, if you're struggling with anger, you know, anger occurs when you demand that reality go in line with your desires. So you have this like megalomaniacal like view of yourself in reality. So that was one theory of Deus. And if I'm articulating it correctly, that's Rabbi Fader's preferred explanation. Okay. I'm just gonna say mine, just contrast it. 
my understanding is that Deus, the reason why the Roman calls them Deus is because of this exact idea that if you just call them Midos, so then you have ethical perfection and you have perfection of intellect and they're two separate realms. You know, maybe you'll say that perfection of Midos is like, you know, instrumental to perfection of intellect. But what the Ramam is doing is by rebranding perfection of Midos as Deus, he's showing you that the whole Judaism's whole approach to Deus revolves around Yedias Hashem, that the only way we have knowledge of God is through his actions, which are Deus, right? Rahum, Chanun, Erechbein, Rav Chesed, Emes. And the ultimate result of our knowledge of God should be cultivating Deus. So he rebrands them as Deus to make them part to, to show how they're part and parcel of the the package of Judaism's primary value, which is Yiddish Hashem. That the only way to know God is through his deos, sorry, through through his 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 his, his, uh, his uh, actions, and the result of your knowledge of God is emulating them. So that's my preferred explanation of deos. Yeah, Yeshua. Can you pause the yes, I can. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So just one more point about deos that we said in 2021 when we did it. Um, is it is it's not um deos like the like the the deos that you should cultivate aren't is it's not just um like in the middle between two extremes mm-hmm. Ram describes it as far from each extreme right which we said was that um equidistant from the two extremes yeah, right yeah but it's not just that it's equidistant is that um you aren't being governed by either right. extreme Right, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the essence of this, and that's why you're called a chacham if you're in the middle because you have complete emotional fluidity, which means you're not pulled in either direction by any uh, of your psychological uh, characteristics or by any aspect of your personality. You do what you, you're able to do whatever chacham demands. And then the question is, why would you ever? That's not the highest level. The highest level is a chassid. Yeah, is incline one way to the other side, and that's the whole other question. Let's learn all deals again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thanks for joining us, Isaac. And, uh, and, uh, Thank you. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.